welcome to Music She Mess, the podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hey, I'm Rachel and I missed all the music. Rachel, season five bonus episode. Yes, this is an episode we don't have to give to our fans, but we want to give to our fans. You might change your mind. Oh, stink. No, well, with every bonus episode, we just try to do something fun and different that's outside of the scope of the show. Yes, I remember Barbie Girl. I remember Friday. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so my um, tangentially related question for you this week is, have you ever had to choose between the lesser of two evils? Yep. Yeah, not ever. Yeah. Well, which evil did you choose? <laughs> did you choose um, the lesser one? <laughs> I was I chose the one that's most healthy for myself. Oh my gosh, that's a great choice. I 100% approve of self-care choices. Well, um I got some bad news for you. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> this this bonus episode is also about choosing the lesser of two evils. But just like what you just said, it also has a good side. Okay. So here's the thing. Producer Aaron and I discussed that there are some artists that we are 99.9% certain you will hate. But we also think you need to know who they are. So I don't want to know who they are. (laughs) Then don't do this show anymore. (laughs) I might consider that. (laughs) Well, so here's the thing. Here's how we made a workaround. We picked two artists and we just put 30 minutes of each one on a playlist. Producer Aaron chose one artist and gave you the 30 minutes. And then our friend from high school, whose name is Mike, picked the other artist and chose 30 minutes for you. And you're going to listen to both. And then they're going to try to convince you in the episode to choose the lesser of two evils and pick which one you hate the least. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's not so fun. Uh, sounds like I might need to get the Tylenol out. (laughs) You might, you might, but here's the thing. You don't even know who the artists are. Do you want to do the, I don't, do you want to do the big reveal? Maybe you already know something about them. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm ready for the reveal. Here we go. Drum roll. (laughs) Rob Zombie and Nine Inch Nails. Okay. What? A zombie? Rob Zombie. That's his legal name? Is anything anyone's legal name in this show? Probably not. <laughs> and Nine Inch Nails. And here's the fun part, Rachel. We are also giving you a new genre with the least amount of listening that you have to do to achieve a passing oh. knowledge. Okay. Are they both in the same genre? Related genres. They kind of overlap a little bit. 
Um, the word that you could use to describe both of, both of them would be industrial. Oh my gosh. Allison, I don't yes. know if I can do this. You can. Here's the thing. Neither of these bands I think you will like. But, <laughs> but I can tell you each of these artists have at least one song that I also really like and have liked for a long time Whatever. and have a special place really? in my heart. Yes. Okay. Am I, I supposed to guess it. which song it is? Sure. That'd be a fun game too. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you would like. But Aaron and Mike both spent a lot of time choosing the songs from these artists that they thought were the most famous that you needed to know, but also took great care to choose the ones that they thought you would like the most. Oh, that's cool of them. I like that. Plus, yeah, I know Aaron. He wouldn't do anything to hurt my feelings or nope. hurt my ears or hurt my lifestyle or hurt my, yeah. Okay, so real quick. So here's another fun thing. There's no whistling in these albums. <gasps> I like that. So, you know, we spared you that. Um, but you definitely 100% need to listen to this not with your family. Ear... <laughs> Headphones on, AirPods in, um, keep your child away from Rob Zombie and Nine Inch Nails forever. Cool. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. I might subject my husband to it after my kid goes to bed or something. You know what? I bet your husband might like it. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, we'll find out, won't we? Hmm. We'll see. Well, does have some interesting preferences when it comes to music. So here's the thing, Rachel. We have spared you a great deal of pain by doing two artists in one episode. So you just have one hour a week to knock two artists out, and then you never have to listen to them again. And we'll be back together in a week. You'll get to pick which one you hate the least. Our audience will have a good laugh. And um, then we'll go on to our next season. Wow, season six. I know. Here we go. All right. Well, before we go, audience, if you want to enjoy slash torture yourself by listening to this playlist, go to Spotify colon user colon music she missed to listen along with Rachel to Rob Zombie and Nine Inch Nails. Rachel, I'll see you in a week and audience will be back with you in just a moment. Here we go. Eee, it's gonna be so fun. <laughs> Rob Zombie, what kind of shit is that? Welcome back, Rachel. You spent the last week, I assume, being tortured by two <laughs> bands. Um, Rob Zombie <laughs> and his band, uh, White Zombie and Nine Inch Nails. But with us here, we have some representatives. So let's start by welcoming them. Uh, representing Nine Inch Nails is my old high school buddy, Mike. Hello. We're glad you're here. Thanks. Hey, Mike. I'm glad to be here. Hi. <laughs> and representing Team Zombie is constant 
guest and producer, another high school buddy, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the show, Aaron. Glad you're here. Glad to be here. Allison and I have been yawning at each other all week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Rachel, um, as we mentioned in the first half of this show, the idea here was to introduce you to two really important bands um, that we thought you would hate. So we'd limit your exposure as much as possible. And we definitely want to hear your thoughts. We want you to ask questions and learn about both of these bands from our experts here. And at the end of this episode, you will award the band that you hated the least with that award, the I Hate You the Least Award. All right. How does that sound? Sounds like a plan. I can do that. Okay. Um, why don't we start? Because we had a White and Rob Zombie at the top of the playlist. Should we start with that? Yes, I think that's a great idea. Great. Erin, is there anything you want to tell Rachel about who Rob Zombie is? Well, I guess I'll give you the quick overview, tell you what you need to know real quick. Um, he's from up in Massachusetts. He uh, was an art school graduate, uh, worked on Pee Wee's Playhouse for a little while as a set designer. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was in this band. And uh, he's also made a bunch of movies. Really? And uh, he's closely associated with with Halloween, at least to me. Uh, in fact, he did the Halloween remakes that came out a little while ago. He directed those. So, and I'm just a big fan. So that's the short version. And just to clarify, Aaron, how would you describe the genre of music that oh. Rob Zombie creates? It is a mix of stuff. Yeah, there's a mix in here. I guess like what he settled into was sort of like an industrial metal sort of situation. Hmm. I would have identified it as um, extra strength Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rachel, let's talk about let's talk about uh, Rob Zombie. Were there any songs on here that you liked? Well, I think uh, one of the things I definitely want to address with Rob Zombie is that. He his drummer is very talented. Where even though I did not like the genre of music and very appreciative that I only had to listen to it for only a half an hour, but um, <laughs> I could still see the talent within the music, um, especially mm-hmm. for the first and second songs, um, "Thunder Kiss '65" and "Grinder House." Grind um, House. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, those I, drums at the beginning of "Grind House" are really cool, huh? Yes. Um, the one thing that it kind of really just irked me with zombie, white zombie is the lyrics. Like, wow, they were really out there to a point where I'm like, thank goodness my kid cannot hear this through my headphones. Um, I, well, I'm glad I warned you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, what are some of the lyrics that stuck out to you? I don't even know if I can repeat them just because they are just so not my way of life. (laughs) Um, Well, most of them are just nonsense, right? 
if you yeah, can understand them. I would say some of them are nonsense, um, especially with like Grinder House. I had no clue what those lyrics meant. What in the world? <laughs> it, it's basically just like some stream of consciousness uh, poetry. Mm. <laughs> Were they on drugs or something? You know, it's funny that you ask that because he is notoriously clean living, uh, doesn't even eat meat, doesn't do any drugs, doesn't drink, and has wow. kicked people out of the band if they serious? do drugs. I'm totally serious, yes. That's awesome. I had no wow. idea. Isn't that something? Huh. Oh, yeah, his lyrics still don't make any sense. So this is just <laughs> naturally him. The, yeah, yeah, you know, um, the, the lyrics that's only, the, when I was listening to the playlist this week were, as an example to the uh, audience, boiling out of nowhere, mm. crazy head decision, skin tight on the action, grind into collision, which just means nothing. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> you know, I think to me, it's better to have a song that doesn't mean anything than to have a song that doesn't mean anything, but you're pretending like it does. <laughs> so to me, it's a step up from that kind of thing. Yeah, but that song, it's the F the F bomb was just like a lot. Mm. And it kinda You know, I mm, I kept it clean for you. It kinda as best I could. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's, I'm not a big fan of the F word, so Yeah, there is a song, there are multiple songs with that word in the title. That I like I enjoy very much, but I kept off that playlist for you. Huh. Okay. Um so I did my best. One of the songs, um, Dragula, um, the, the beginning part of that song actually reminded me of this old DOS game that I played back in the 90s. Um, you probably don't, you never probably played it. It was called Hugo House of Horrors. <gasps> Did you play Aaron, it? Face that he Did you really play it? Play- I played a different Hugo game. Okay. Uh, it was the one where he goes to the Amazon, but I know what you're talking about. Yes where there's Penelope and Hugo and they're going through all this adventure through this haunted house. Yeah. So the beginning of that song actually reminded me of that adventure game. And I was like, Oh, that's a nice memory. Oh, that was fun. But then, you know, I'm sure they have a common um, source of inspiration, which is old timey spooky movie. Mm. And then the song continued and I was like, Oh, okay. That was it. That was the only smile I got for that part of the song. <laughs> <laughs> but there is one song I could actually tolerate. Which one is that? Let's hear it. Super Beast. Oh, you like Super Beast. Ah, da, 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 da. I didn't say that. <laughs> I said I could tolerate it. <laughs> what do you, Were there any particular highlights of that song for you? or? Um, I, I just could tolerate it where the other ones I was just like especially living dead girl this that entire song made me question who in the world likes this kind of music who in the world wants to listen to this kind of music and I know you're gonna um, shock me with like oh they've won this award oh they've won this award oh they were on this commercial oh Rachel you've missed this much music right you know they were they were never exact. They're not the most critically acclaimed band. They're kind of like for the people, for the masses. They're what? Like a lot of people like them. It's kind of almost like a trashy, guilty pleasure. Uh, big time is big time 
popular with the strippers. Wow, that's definitely not in my world. world. I know that because they have a whole remix album called uh, American Made Music to Strip By, which I always thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. You know, it's funny, Rachel, <laughs> it, that you're like, who would like that? Because I like White Zombie a fair amount. Really? Yes. <laughs> um, when So Aaron's uh, a best friend from high school was my first boyfriend in high school. And he loves this band, too. And so as like a 17 year old girl in love, this is what we were listening to. (laughs) And so um, not to be like gross, but like more human than human to me is like a sentimentally romantic song. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) My first like response to that song was like, nope, all in capital letters. (laughs) This sounds like the beginning of an adult film and that's because you have not made out to that song you should try it sometime it might change your mind uh, i might take a pass on that one okay <laughs> i like how the slide guitar uh em- emulates the um sound clip that is played in the beginning that's a nice way of putting it Aaron. it's sort of increase yes. in pitch Mm-hmm. and frequency <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay tempo is the correct word sure <laughs> um any other comments about uh white zombie rob zombie um the rat fin think suicide tanks cannibal girl i like that one too okay um yeah <laughs> Happy for you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This one I didn't completely hate at the first time listening to it. Mm -hmm. But then, like, once I started looking up the lyrics, because I had no Uh. clue what they were saying. I just couldn't understand them. Mm -hmm. Um, This is where I figured out that I definitely don't like the song. um, Once I figured out the words. Um, But yeah. um, Yeah. At Mm -hmm. first, it tricked me. I was like, hmm, maybe I was going to like this song. (laughs) Nope, looked up the lyrics. Forget this. That's so funny. I was. I don't know. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, I don't know the lyrics to that song personally. It might, that may have been a mistake to look those up. <laughs> I, uh, that was a song that was famously featured in um, Beavis and Butthead Do America. There's a whole musical montage where they do a bunch of drugs in the desert, and Rob Zombie did the animation in that sequence. Huh. He's also an animator. Wow. Animator, film director, multi-talented. Yeah, I never watched Beavis and Butthead. That wasn't my thing. Me neither. Well. Um, but it does remind me of, um, I lived in this um, neighborhood in New Jersey, and I don't know why um, this house in our neighborhood um, got known as the Cannibals. Um, and yeah, they even kind of played along with it too and so yeah it was kind of creepy <laughs> was that real fun at halloween did they do ha- cannibal uh themed decorations nope it was just on a regular tuesday <laughs> it was just they play along with it by eating neighborhood children oh uh, yeah usually <laughs> oh okay that's fun i hear a neighborhood child <laughs> <laughs> that's okay no just watch out you're gonna get eaten 
So, um, all right. Well, I like a lot of those songs. Rachel, you don't. I was actually jogging to Thunderkiss 65 yesterday morning, and it kept me going, man. It's a power. But. Yeah. What? It's, I don't know. To me, it's just good fun. Yeah. So, um, Rachel, you've given us your zombie opinions. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's hear from Mike about Nine Inch Nails. Mike, what is Nine Inch Nails all about? So Nine Inch Nails comes out with Pretty Hate Machine about 1989. And to my knowledge, no one had really heard anything quite like it. Um, The kinds of sounds and stuff from the industrial uh, techno was pretty unique, as far as I can tell. And um, it was well acclaimed and he sold a lot of albums. And that pretty much started like a lifelong career of Nine Inch Nails for Trent Reznor. Right. Trent Reznor is definitely a name you need to know in the musical Mm -hmm. world. Yeah. I fell in love with uh, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, My cousin stayed with me for a few months, uh, stayed with my family for a few months, and he left out Downward Spiral, and I listened to that album endlessly. And I just, I fell in love with it. And I don't know why, I just really, really liked it. It's the same album that Hurt is on, and Mm -hmm. uh, I think one of the other songs from Place was on there too. Oh, Closer is from Hurt as well, or is from uh, Downward Spiral. Yeah, that's a really that I to me that's like those are the two most famous mm-hmm. songs. At least for me as like a non-listener, those are the ones that were most famous. Could you cuz I think Nine Inch Nails has a very has a pretty broad like spectrum of what their music is like. How did you choose the songs for Rachel? Well, really Nine Inch Nails songs fill kind of fall into one of three categories. They're either ambient and mm-hmm. just very spacey, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're uh, really like shock rock and like to the point and say the F word or something like that. Very mm-hmm. crass, right? Very. Uh, and like then there's closer. also, yeah, like closer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Pretty much most of the downward spiral was like that. Um, and then there's also stuff that's very, very poppy in a, in a darker sense, I guess. Uh, so uh, and then closer was kind of like this hybrid of all three in some ways. But um, so I kind of tried to like have a mix. So I, the first few songs were like very much like get, get it out of the way. This is hard hitting. Uh, and then I'm going to kind of slow it down. And then I'm, I hit, I, I kind of picked it back up again and then I slowed it back down again. And then hurt. This has to be the last song because it's the last song on downward spiral. It just has to be the last song. There you go. <laughs> so um, um, Rachel, what were your experiences listening to this half of the playlist? Um, I was actually cleaning in the kitchen and my husband was like, what are you doing listening to Nine Inch Nails? I was like, you know this band? He's like, yes, it brings me back to knew it growing up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, I was kind of shocked that he listened to it or even had CDs or cassette tapes or whatever he had of him. I am um, not shocked at all by this because why? I know because I know your husband and I know what kind of music he listened to back in the day. Okay. Not, not surprised in the slightest. But carry I on. Am. Um, but one of the things that kind of with Nine Inch Nails is that I recognized with the Hurt song was Johnny Cash actually sang that one, right? Yes. Oh, well, Mike? Johnny Cash covered Hurt. Yes. So oh, so Nine Inch Nails Nine was the original. Nails wrote it, and mm-hmm. then Johnny Cash sang it. Correct. Really? Which I was didn't know that. 
Yeah, it's kind of a bizarre thing, but it it just like for Johnny Cash, it fit perfectly. Is Johnny Cash still alive? No, no, he died probably about the year after he released Hurt. I want to say. Yeah. Not not Still, not far after her. Yeah. Listeners and Rachel can find out more about Johnny Cash by re-listening to the Johnny Cash episode. <laughs> um but all the band members within um, Nine Inch Nails are alive, right? Uh well, there's really just one for the most part. Uh it's Trent Reznor. He he's multi-instrumental. Yeah, he well, until 2016 when he added Atticus Ross, uh it, who was more of a music producer. So he works in like the music booth. You could think of like a mixer being in front of him. And that's what Atticus Ross primarily does. But uh, Trent Reznor is multi-instrumental and he plays all of the instruments. So for um, Hand Covers Bruise and The Day the World Went Away, that's all him? Well, okay. So The Day the World Went Away, the one I picked was actually a live version. And he he does bring in other musicians for that, obviously. Uh, So he has like a couple of musicians that he brings in for live performances. So Zero Two Ghost... I is that all him? Yes. Wow. Is it I? Uh, it's ghosts no? one through four. Yeah. Uh, so there's four. That was a series of four albums that were all released in succession as one album, kind of. But it's a whole lot of like short songs that you may have heard on NPR. Uh, NPR ends up actually playing a lot of those. I've honestly never heard of White Zombie and Nine Inch Nails until this week. Um. Yeah. That's why we do the show, man. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, don't know anything <laughs> when it comes to music. So when um, you, what, what were your feelings as you were listening to some of these songs? What did you like? What did you not like? Um, if anything. For the head like a whole, I didn't like how many times the F word was said in that song. Um, not a fan of the F word. Let me say that again. Um, Meet Your Master. I have no clue what that song is about. What is that song about? So Meet Your Master, uh, one of the things Trent Reznor does is that he releases all of the tracks of his album. So, you know, you can imagine like there's a vocal track and like a, a guitar track and a bass track and a drum track, right? He releases all of those freely out to the world so that people can remix his albums. So Meet Your Master was actually a remix by a band called The Faint, who I've never heard of, but he released a series of, re- of remixes, and the, the Faint is the one he picked for that particular song. I didn't know that about him. Yeah, he does that for most of his albums, and I thought it was really interesting. One of the things that gets me is, I don't. it's a little bit crass to say, but The Faint remixed Trent Reznor to say that, uh, am I allowed to be crass on this podcast? Can no. Okay, because he says, well, he, 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 he makes Trent Reznor say something rather lewd, but Trent mm-hmm. Reznor still picks that to put on his, on his remix album. So, yeah, it's, it's, from, it's remixed from an album called Year Zero, which there's a whole, uh, supposedly there's a whole movie screenplay written out about that song. So what Trent Reznor did uh, that with that album is that he wrote a movie kind of in his head to a degree, maybe not a full fledged script, but, and then he wrote the songs to like, to that film in his head. And so it, the, the film was uh, supposedly a dystopian kind of like uh, some kind of alternate reality, very uh, maybe even like post-apocalyptic a little bit. 
Um, it wasn't really clear. And there were rumors they were actually going to make the movie. Um, and then right now it seems to be kind of in development hell where they're probably not ever actually going to make that movie. Whereas Meet Your Master seems to have something to do with a lot of to do with politics. So meeting your master might be the president or something like that. The lyrics aren't like really specific on that point without really digging into exactly what the uh, the, the movie would have been about or maybe the uh, TV series. It could have been a TV series as well. I can't say exactly what he's talking about. Hmm. Hmm. So we don't know, I guess, is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it, it definitely has something to do politically or mm -hmm. um, it very much was directed. A lot of that film was directed at, at uh, President uh, Bush Jr. Ah, that makes okay. sense. Um, so I have another question. Yeah. Um, closer. Ah, that's my favorite one. Really? Really? Did you not hear that I just said that more human than human? Is that like a romantic song to me? Oh my goodness! <laughs> why? Why is that song closer? Why does it? Is it full of so many awful lyrics? <laughs> um. Well, I suppose, and this is somewhat my interpretation of the song. Uh, for me, I mean, honestly, Trent Reznor is not vague. Uh, he's usually pretty direct. With his yeah. lyrics. He's not talking about anything besides what he's talking about. He just directly says what he's saying. And for me, that song is just about pure lust, uh, like animalistic lust. And mm -hmm. if you're going to write a song about animalistic lust, that's what it would sound like. Yeah. Okay. I, I think you could even make it. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you that that song is about lust, but lust I see as even deeper like it's a song about need to me that song represents almost like a pan universal experience hmm. and so i find it relatable maybe we can edit that out maybe the world doesn't need to know what i think about the song closer but I was really excited because I went to a goth club last year with one of my close friends for the first time. And I am not in that scene. But they played this song. And I was like, yay, I know a song here at the goth club. You went to a goth club? Yeah. I with have who? secrets. Huh? With who? Um, with a friend that will be a future host on this show. Huh. Okay. <laughs> oh no does that mean i'm listening to goth music no mm, no okay <laughs> i would i'd love to i'd do a goth episode uh no not right now um do you have any other comments or questions about the nine inch nails side of this playlist no um i was just honestly surprised that my husband knew about it and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not surprised that I didn't know either of these bands. Because once I started listening to them, I was like, these are totally not in my world. I saw Mike on the playlist that one of the tracks is from the movie The Social Network. Yes. Yeah, so more recently, Trent Reznor, and this is one of the things that I think brought Atticus Ross around into the band, in 2016 was they were doing a lot more movie soundtracks. Um, and he's done some video games as well. 
Uh, and this kind of seems, and then year zero, we talked about how he kind of wrote a movie in his head to kind of film that. It really seems like he's starting to go more towards um, movie music and stuff like that. Uh, and he's starting to do a lot more movies. Uh, he did, uh, so he did the, the social network, obviously, which I believe he won, a, I want to say he won a Grammy for it or something along those lines. One of the awards he won. And um, he also did The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the American version, I believe. So, Mm -hmm. um, And then some other movies, which I don't think too many people have heard of. So we'll skip those. So this is kind of interesting, Rachel, because we have two artists here who both are not just musicians. They are making movies. They are making art, right? They're kind of like creative... That's what I'm like. Renaissance man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very weird to put the word renaissance and Rob Zombie in the same sentence, but <laughs> I think it's like a dark renaissance. Like like arti- like true artists, right? That are that are exploring all the different avenues that are available to them and creating interesting things that appeal to a lot of different people and a lot of different kinds of people, maybe some surprising people. So Rachel, as you ponder, I would love for Aaron and Mike, each of you to give kind of your closing remarks and see and give (laughs) Rachel like the best reasons to choose your band as the one that she hates the least. Um, let's see, Mike, I'll let you go first. So there, there are songs like, like closer and, um, pretty, the songs on pretty hate machine. Um, but the things that really get me about Trent Reznor are his experimentation, uh, his experimentation with things like timbre, uh, with, uh, things like overtones. He has songs where he, he plays with those overtone patterns and things like that. Could you Um, you elaborate? So an overtone pattern, uh, if you, if you ever look at a spectrograph of music and a spectrograph is the low notes you would see kind of at the bottom and then the high Mm. notes you would see at the top. Mm -hmm. And if you play a single note, what you end up seeing is you end up seeing a pattern occur above that note uh, one way you can think of it is if you pluck a string, uh, that string resonates at both its full length, but it also resonates at half of its length. Yes. It also resonates at a half of that length and then right. a half of that length and a half of that length and a half of that length. Yes. And then if you if you look at this in a spectrograph, uh, you'll see those little hashes as you go up the notes. So he's kind of toyed with that in various ways. So sometimes you hear noise in the background. Well, that's not actually no- pure noise. And by the way, pure noise would look like just all notes everywhere across all the spectrograph. There's actually like something going on in the background there, which is, I felt really interesting. I, I really like the kind of, so a lot of his music, he, he gives away for free. Um, one of the reasons wow. why, why NPR uses uh, Ghosts 1 through 4, and then he also recently came out with Ghosts 5 and 6, is that they're... Um, they're under Creative Commons license and can be used for, I believe, non-commercial purposes. Hmm. Um, so he generally just gives them out his music for free. He's, he's done several things similar to Radiohead, where he just gave a, like a price as you want option once he kind of got under. As he, he sort of like uh, he had a break with his uh, record company. And once he kind of got out of their contract, he was able to kind of do that a lot more freely. Mm-hmm. And he's done so pretty much pretty much uh, since then. 
since about 2017 or so, 2016, I believe. Cool. All right, Erin, sell Rob Zombie to Rachel. <laughs> I can't believe I have to follow, uh, talk about experimental timbre and overtones with talk about Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> he had a haunted house show at Universal Studios. Wow. <laughs> so, okay, so here, here's the thing. For me, like, Nothing Rob Zombie did was true, was like groundbreaking or experimental, but he's a lot of fun. Uh, that's, that's the whole thing for me is, especially with Halloween around the corner, he is like perfect Halloween playlist, good time and spooky, spooky boy stuff. And uh, to me, and I, don't, I like, I like Nine Inch Nails fine, but uh, to me, to me, the ambient stuff is just like uh, Naptime Snooze Fest. <laughs> Uh, like I'm gonna go take it. Like to me, it's it's it's. it's I like that it's dark. That's fun, but it's like for me, it's like if I want to take like an evil nap. You mean uh, nine inch nails? Nine inch nails to you is an evil nap. Yeah, it's for evil. It's evil nap music. Nine inch nails is what I'm trying to say. So I don't know. Um, if you want to have you want to have a good time, you want you want to have some Halloween music and watch a horror movie. To me, that's uh, that's Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie slash White. Yeah. And he is a real zombie. What? A vegan zombie or vegetarian zombie? The rare ve- vegetarian zombie. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. He changed his name to Rob Zombie legally in 1996, meaning he is a real zombie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just like someone named Smith is a real Smith. Okay. That's all. That's it. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, singular member of the jury, Rachel. You have received the evidence and our competitors have made their case. It will probably not come as a surprise, but between Rob Zombie and Nine Inch Nails, who do you hate the least? Mm, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. (laughs) Mike, you're the winner. No surprise. (laughs) I'm not sure. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to um, <laughs> thank my parents for this award. <laughs> and my son, Jay, I dedicate this award to my son, Jay. <laughs> you can probably I, hear in the background. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm on team Rob Zombie, but that's cool. That's what makes this show fun. Rachel, <laughs> did you, did you learn something? Did you have a good time? Um, <laughs> defining it as a good time is probably not what I would use. Mm. But I did my homework, even though I didn't. And you got an a, you got an A plus. Oh yeah, homework. with my two pages of notes here. Yeah. Can we hear your respective scores? Uh, I'm thinking maybe you may have to dip into negative numbers no. for this All right. one. That, that's a good. That's a good point, um, Rachel. Just for grins, I know you didn't get a full hour, and this isn't a normal episode. But what numerical ratings would you give these two bands based on your experience? Both a one. <laughs> so <laughs> Nine Inch Nails doesn't even get a two. Nope. <laughs> So really, they, you both lost. <laughs> well, 
Okay. So, <laughs> but Nine Inch Nails is so small, minuscule above White Zombie. It's, yeah. Okay. It's, I can't get a full two. No, no, no. Well, Rachel, I would say the number one thing that you learned today is that if somebody tells you they like industrial music and they would like you to listen to some of it, you know to say no thank you. Yes, I do know to say no thank you. And that, um, have you heard of my friend named Mike? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, thanks so much for being a guest on our show. I would love to have you back on again in the future if you You're can welcome. think of a band you like that Rachel might actually like. <laughs> And Aaron, as always, thank you for your effort in putting together what I thought was a really rockin' Rob Zombie playlist. <laughs> hey, can't, can't please everybody, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if your audience would like to follow along with Rachel's journey of torture, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter. And be sure to listen to this playlist and all the playlists by going to Spotify colon user colon music she missed. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much and have a great night. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Rachel, give us a yeah. 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 No. <laughs> Try yeah. again. Yeah. 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 yeah.